We're back with another episode of Just for Sport. Took a little time off, and a lot happened in sports. A lot happened in sports that I want to talk about today. We're going to talk NBA as we get a little closer to the playoffs. And as a Wizards fan, talking with some of my friends about what would you rather have as Bradley Beal and Steph Curry are neck and neck for the scoring title for a Wizards fan who have not seen a championship, have not made in since 1970, since the 70s, and Golden State has had, you know, everything has gone right for Golden State for the most part over the past five or six years. And they have arguably the best shooter ever in Steph Curry. And so I was talking with some friends. I was like, well, which one would you want to have? You want the Wizards to make the playoffs or if you could only have one, would you take Bradley Beal getting the scoring title if the Wizards don't make the playoffs? Not that that was kind of interesting. Especially when you look at the DraftKings chances of the Wizards making the playoffs. So we'll talk about that. And then this new... Super League, the European Super League, and the controversy that that will really be uh, news to talk about for the next year as the drama unfolds and what that might mean for Champions League, the Premier League, the Olympics playing for your country. And in baseball, what's up with the Yankees? They were expected to be the team that represents the American League in the World Series. They had the best, the lowest odds as the best team, and yet they are not playing very well right now. Neither are the Nats, for that matter. So we will take a look at the standings and where we are in this very still new Major League Baseball season. Still pretty new. All right, we're going to start back with the NBA. And as I mentioned, um, talking to some people about 
What would you want? Do you want your team, like the Wizards, to make the playoffs? And Bradley Beal not get the scoring title? Or, and also think, by the way, Russell Westbrook being only 10 games away from the, or 11 technically, from being the all-time leaders in triple-doubles, that's going to be a big deal this season too. How about Kevin Durant naming his top five best teammates and almost leaving Russell Westbrook off? I woke up this morning and saw that trending. I was like, wait, what? Ah, whatever. But with Steph Curry playing as well as he's playing of late, and really for the Wizards, would I dare say it, but the Wizards have more talent in their starting lineup with Westbrook and Beal. And Golden State, they've got Steph Curry. They're 28 and 29, 5 and 5 in their last 10. The Wizards are hot. They're still on the outside looking in in 12th place, They but they've won four in a row. The Celtics and Knicks have longer win streaks at six. The Wizards are 10 games under 500, but essentially by tiebreaker, they're on the outside looking into the Raptors, but they're all at 16 games behind the Sixers who hold the first place spot. But but by percentage points at 24 and 34, the Toronto Raptors get that last spot. Talent-wise, if they continue or rather played at the level we expect the expected the Raptors to play this season, if they are get themselves together, I don't know if the Wizards have a shot at it. They're five games behind Charlotte, which I would say is a team that you probably didn't expect to be there that's in the 7 to 10 spot and the New York Knicks they're four games above 500 holding the 6 spot so i would say because how rare being a scoring champ is I would almost say that I would take Bradley Beal getting the scoring title over the Wizards making the playoffs. I'm good with that. Why am I good with that? I think it's something that you can 
for a team that really, in, in many ways, you're not looking to contend for the NBA championship. But you want something positive. Between Beal getting the scoring title and Russell Westbrook getting the all-time triple-double title, I'm good with that if they don't make the playoffs. But there are teams that make the playoffs that you don't even remember. It's just an afterthought if you don't win the championship. But to win the scoring title, Bradley Beal would join the likes of James Harden, one of the last three years, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade. And Dwayne Wade's going all the way back to 0809. The funny thing is LeBron James has only won it once. And that was in 0708. But over the course of the last 12 years, only six players have won the scoring title. And I think that that is the kind of feather in your cap that if you can put your name up there with, man, Michael Jordan won it three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times from 86 to 98. None of those years, obviously, with the Washington Wizards. But in my mind, I would say that that is definitely something that I would, I'd be good with. Now, if the Wizards do make the playoffs, you've got some good odds to reach the playoffs. Toronto is at plus 570. That's a good bet. The Knicks are at minus 385, so they're in. But that was a team that, you know, going into the season, you probably wouldn't have expected them to. And you can get the Wizards at plus 330, both on DraftKings. Those are good numbers. And also find that interesting about where gambling is when you heard Charles Barkley uh, was quoted as saying that In three to five years, he talked with an NBA owner that said in three to five years, teams won't even need the TV money. That's going to be like, okay, okay, good, thanks. But they're going to be making so much money from gambling that they're going to be good. No problem whatsoever. And if you are a gambler, I think you can, the Raptors at plus 570 to make the playoffs. That's a good bet. 
$1 to win $6.70. And I actually think they have a better chance of making the playoffs than the Wizards at plus 330. So you can get that one. In the West, you can get the Spurs at plus 380. And they right now hold the 10th the seed. Now, the play-in tournament is not the playoffs. They have to win the play-in tournament. And that's why I do think that Toronto has the best chance to win the play-in tournament in advance. I don't necessarily see the Spurs being that team. The Mavericks at minus a thousand. So that's probably not going to happen. But I like the Raptors at plus 570. I like the Raptors. And also, as I've been talking a lot about the MVP race, as I continue to update that, Nikola Jokic. Is still the favorite at minus 335. Now, the fact that Jamal Murray is out, you know, in some way says if they do end up with the best record in the NBA, then Jokic deserves a look. He does deserve a look. But I still can't believe that Donovan Mitchell is at plus 30,000, even though Utah is has the best record in the NBA. I mean, he dropped a lot. Donovan Mitchell did. And maybe his recent injury plays a role in that. But I also look at the Phoenix Suns at 40 and 16 and think about what Chris Paul has done to help that team. He's at plus 15,000. And then the Sixers with the third best record in the NBA. Joel Embiid is at plus 275, which still has some value. Giannis at plus 2,000. James Harden at plus 2,500. At the beginning of the season, I hope you grabbed Julius Randle for most improved player of the year. He's now at minus 500. He's a lock to get that. No doubt about that. Jordan Clarkson has played very well with the Jazz. I expect him to get that title for sixth man of the year. But right behind him is another Utah Jazz player in Joe Ingles at plus 600. 
So it's going to be hard to crack that. And, and then rookie of the year, you got Anthony Edwards. At minus 150, 143. LaMelo Ball with his injury. I don't see him being able to still win it. But I'm curious how the Donovan Mitchell and Chris Paul, as we get closer and closer to the end of the season, that the people with voting rights... Consider it as a possibility that one of the two of them should get MVP. All right, we're going to baseball. And of course, everyone in New York. Is all up in arms about the New York Yankees. Their record as of this recording is 5-10. and 10. You didn't expect them to be in last place in the, a- in the AL East. Boston's at the top at 11-6. With Tampa Bay behind them at 508-8. Baltimore, Toronto, and the Yankees. But it also got me to thinking, what else didn't I expect? A team to be playing well that you can look at for team futures. A division winner. And when I look at the standings, the first team that comes to mind for me is the Seattle Mariners, 10 and 6 in the AL West. Now, remember my analogy as it relates related to English Premier League soccer. Yeah, it's early in the season. And I go back to a team like Leicester City that no one expected them to win the English Premier League title. And yet they did. And looking at a team like the Seattle Mariners, for them to win the AL West, you can get them at plus 2,800. That's not bad to take a flyer on them early in the season. I wouldn't say the AL West is upside down with the Angels, A's, Houston, and Rangers in that order. Right behind them. Angels at 8-5. and five. But I say take a flyer on Seattle. But I know in that division, 
you would most likely say that that's not going to hold up. So the next best bet, maybe you could look at a team like Kansas City in the AL Central. They're at plus 1,700 to win the division. They're 9-5 and five on the season. 7-3 at home. Home cooking. They have a winning record over teams over 500. Although they've only played five games against teams over 500. Whereas you look at a team like the White Sox who are Eight nine against teams over five hundred. They've had a tougher schedule. But at nine and five, it's, it's not a bad flyer there. The Yankees, man, maybe you'll get more of a bargain. But as it stands, they're still at minus one sixty seven to win the division, even though their record is five and two. In the National League, the Mets are leading the NL East. Man, my Washington Nats, 5-8. and eight. Oh, boy. That's not looking good. And then Steven Strasburg's on the DL, too. The NL Central, I said, was up for grabs. My last episode talked about keeping an eye on the Cincinnati Reds. The Cincinnati Reds are at plus 225 to win their division. That number was higher when I last talked about it. But they're playing well at 9 and 6. 3 and 3 against teams over 500, 7 and 2 at home, 2 and 4 on the road. Plus 24 differential for runs scored. The only teams with a better plus differential, which means they score a lot of runs, are the Dodgers at plus 38 and the Boston Red Sox at plus 28. So while Seattle at minus three is really a long shot, Kansas City at plus three is really a long shot. You can look at the Cincinnati Reds and say, yeah, that team's pretty good. Joey Votto, I really am enjoying Joey Votto. He's pretty funny. Outside of him, I would guess that unless you are a Reds fan, you probably don't know many of the other names on the Cincinnati Reds roster. Sonny Gray, formerly of the Oakland Athletics, may be the most high-profile pitcher and Joey Votto, the most high-profile batter. But right now, you couldn't name anybody else on the Reds roster, but they're playing well. They can hit the ball.
they can hit the ball. The question will be how well their pitching holds up. At least in ERA, they they do not have a pitcher in the top 20. Wade Miley, 225 ERA, 2-1 on the season. Has the lowest ERA for a pitcher on the Reds. So there, it's really about outscoring your opponent. Jeff Hoffman at 293 ERA. 1-4-3 whip. So we'll see. Keep an eye on him. Wade Miley's in the top 10 in whip at .75. Keep an eye on him. You're looking for a, a team to take a flyer on. In the National League, it's the Reds. In the American League, it's definitely the Mariners. Definitely the Mariners. All right. Last topic for the show today is this European Soccer League. And I still have a lot to read as I think about where I think the Where I stand on this league. UEFA's not happy about it. FIFA's not happy about it. Fans and the teams. Some national league leaders, world leaders aren't happy about it. Mostly in European countries where soccer is everything. My thing is, these 12 clubs that are pitching this Super League, there are 12 clubs, Real Madrid, AC Milan, Arsenal, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Barcelona, Juventus, Internacional, Liverpool, Man City, Man United, and Tottenham. Real Madrid's president, Florentino Perez, who's also heading up this league, said, quote, we will help football at every level and take it to its rightful place in the world. Football is the only global sport in the world with more than 4 billion fans and our responsibility as big clubs is to respond to their desires. 
Now that might be a bit over the top. But these teams to join this Super League will receive upfront $4.19 billion. They're also planning a women's Super League. They hope to start in the 2023-2024 season. Joel Glazier, who owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Manchester United, said, quote, by bringing together the world's greatest clubs and players to play each other throughout the season, the Super League will open a new chapter for European football ensuring world-class competition and facilities and increased financial support for the wider football period, end quote. Now they want to try to work with UEFA and FIFA. But I think in many ways, Champions League may have to go away. They don't have any German or French clubs in this Super League as of yet. But I don't know. Chelsea, my team, the Chelsea Supporters Trust said this is the ultimate betrayal. Our members and football supporters across the world have experienced the ultimate betrayal. This decision of greed to line the pockets of those at the top has been made with no consideration for the loyal supporters, our history, our future, and the future of football in this country. This is unforgivable. Enough is enough. Now, do I necessarily know that much about this Super League to say one way or the other, whether it's good or bad? That was a question I'm asking myself. And the first thing that comes to mind for me is when you talk about the alleged corruption by FIFA and UEFA, and the leagues getting the kind of money that they are getting. That if this is the best teams finding a way to bring in revenue, that they can say is their own, I think it's going to be hard to say what's wrong with that. I mean, I don't know if you you could think about if the top teams in, let's say, in basketball, if the Lakers and Celtics and Warriors and Nets said, oh, we're going to start our own league. Yeah, 
yeah, that, that does seem like it would be an issue. And the top teams getting even better, having more money to spend on their teams. But it made me think of the NCAA. And you think about how the the players want to get paid money. And the NCAA lining their coffers with billions of dollars off of the athletes. That these super leagues are deciding... Yes, it is all about money. We want more money. Juventus president Andrea Agnelli, who's also the vice chairman of the league, said, quote, our 12 founder clubs represent billions of fans across the globe and 99 European trophies. We have come together at this critical moment, enabling European competition to be transformed putting the game we love on a sustainable footing for the long-term future, substantially increasing solidarity and giving fans and amateur players a regular flow of headline fixtures that will feed their passion for the game while providing them with engaging role models. Now, I would say if this is all about seeing the top teams play each other, I don't like that. I would rather you more just say this is a money grab and trying to take money out of the Champions League and FIFA's hands. Especially if you have supporter groups like Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, the fans saying, oh no. Because the weird thing is, If it meant your team is the best team, don't you want to win a championship? But if the other leagues are saying that the Premier League, UEFA, English Football Association, Royal Spanish Football Federation, La Liga, the Italian Football Federation... Liga Serie A, if they're all concerned, then maybe these teams are no longer going to play in those leagues. And I don't want to see that either. So maybe this is a push for them to just try to get more money out of these leagues to put more money in the team's pocket versus the league's pockets, so to speak. But it's going to get nasty. There's no doubt about that. Almost was seeing if there were odds on if it was going to get, if the league was actually going to happen or not. We shall see. But that's my take. You know... It's another league. There are a million of them that I can't even keep up with anyway. So in some ways, I don't know, what's the big deal? How many soccer leagues can we keep up with in different cups? It's just another cup. That's what I see. And that's another episode of Just for Sport. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm Jim O'Kay. Ciao for now.